Hello, everybody. So welcome to podcast four. And this is a topic very close to my mind, how to control your racing mind. And uh, certainly when I think about my own personal journey, when I when I had my problems a few years ago, which led to sort of, I guess, me wanting to write recharge at the core of it was, I guess, the symptom of having a racing mind, which I really struggled to control. So Matt, I'm, put some context for how big a problem is this? And and also, you know, when is it a problem? Well, I'm sure we can all relate to that, that condition of where we're in a very kind of focused, pumped, slightly frenetic mental state. And, and let's be honest, it's good for some things, um, for actually achieving, getting things done. But if, if what we need to do involves people, involves any decent quality conversations, then it's awful. It's also awful if you're trying to get to sleep. So given that so much of our work does involve engaging and interacting with others, this is quite a big problem. Yeah, I mean, I noticed, you know, my, my partner recently has been sharing that, you know, her racing mind is stopping her from sleeping. So I guess a lot of, a lot of people, myself included, can relate to that. Okay. Um, so what's some of the what's some of the kind of research you might have uncovered in this area? Yeah, well, I mean, firstly, there's there's my experiential research. I, I spent nine years working at KPMG and a lot of partners and directors I worked with would talk about this, this mental time travel. You know, you're in a meeting, but actually your attention keeps wandering to an incident that happened, you know, in the previous meeting, or, or you've got another meeting coming up and you're a bit anxious about it. So you keep thinking about, about that. And, um, and what we know is because of the volume of demands that people are facing and the, just a huge amount of stimulation, <laughs> that this problem is, is getting worse, not better. Hmm. Yeah, and, and when you, you sort of said very, very briefly at the beginning, when it becomes a problem, when do we know it's a problem? What are some of the signals that it's a problem? What are some of the sort of signs to look out for? Well, I mean, one of the sort of research, pieces of research we've drawn on is um, from a neuroscientist that specializes in this whole area, Amisha Jar, who also um, published a TED talk on, on this, this issue. I mean, it becomes a problem when it starts to affect the quality of our decision-making because we can't think as clearly and in a focused way, given the complexity of the decisions that we're needing to make. Secondly, it can affect, as you alluded to this, um, if people are telling us that we just don't seem present um, and, and, and therefore the kind of things we need to be talking about or people need to talk to us about, they don't seem that we are able to do that. And the other thing he talks about is when it affects our ability to deal with stressful events and suddenly that inner critic, that voice is just like in overdrive and it's, it's out, of, out of control. And Amisha uses a really nice metaphor, which is um, describing our attention as the leader of the brain. Mm. And that wherever our attention goes, the rest of the brain and all its incredible resources follows. But if you're not in, 
in control of that or certainly having a good grip on it, then the risk is it's taking the brain's incredible resources where you don't want it to go. Yeah, I love that because I'm, I'm thinking of that, that line that I, that I heard many, many years ago where your attention focuses, it grows. And, uh, you know, if it's focusing on stressful, dramatic stuff or catastrophe, as I, as I, as I know all too well, it just kind of magnifies, doesn't it? And, you know, I, th this for me is just so powerful because I remember my own personal experience. It was subtle. I, you know, a certain amount of kind of stress was good. But then I just kind of lost a bit of control and then just became something that was just out of out of hand. And uh, you talk about perspective or not having perspective for the important stuff. I think that's the critical thing that you do need, you do need creative thinking. Yeah. Your creativity goes, right? Completely goes in my experience on this thing. Uh, and before you know it, you're kind of really stuck on things like choices, which we'll look at on, uh, on, on maybe the next next podcast too. So, okay, how do we tackle this? What's, what's the way of kind of, helping with this problem because i, I certainly yeah. do the reminder <laughs> yes well the the good news is i mean the the solution is relatively simple to understand um the bad news is it requires a, a little bit of discipline but um i mean in in summary the solution is some sort of breathing practice which metabolically starts to slow everything down and builds the muscle of being able to regain control over our attention, which is why we call this section in the book attention training. It was really interesting, Tim. There was an article last year in, in the Times published by Rachel Carlyle. The title was How to Feel Good in 10 Minutes. Wow, and, lovely title. Love that. Yeah. And in there, she, she says, um, and, and this is a quote, that meditation works is no longer in doubt. Modern science has proved it lowers stress and anxiety by measurable amounts and can reduce irritability and frustration while increasing compassion and empathy. So that, that is really good news for you and for other people. And hence the title of the article, it's, it's within grasp of all of us. I'd say what was also really interesting is last weekend, December the 3rd, um, 2021, there was an interview with Raheem Sterling, the Man City superstar, footballer, England football star of the Euros. And the title of that article was, I couldn't stop the negative thoughts in my head. Mm. And it goes on to talk about how he managed to overcome that problem. And, and guess what? It was a breathing practice. Wow. Um, for him, he was using um, a meditation app, Headspace, yeah. which, interestingly, a number of large corporates like BP, PwC, are paying for their employees to have free access to because they're realizing it's, it's a really helpful tool in their armory of, of um, looking after themselves, but also doing high quality work. I'll tell you what's interesting is, in that article, Raheem Sterling also talks about the fact it not only helped him deal with those negative thoughts in his head, he also talked about how it helped his physical conditioning Wow. after games, which really surprised me because I didn't know that. Um, and this is someone that is getting a lot of um, input from specialist healthcare professionals, 
massaging after games, cold water, ice baths, ice chambers. Mm. You know, so he's getting absolutely everything. And he said this, on top of all of that, Mm. helped my body conditioning. Yeah. Yeah, well, it just shows you how powerful the mind is, isn't it? That it it actually needs some real sort of proper mental uh, help not just the physical input that uh, Raheem's talking about, no, the, the, the mental input, the mental support, the mental strategies, so important when it comes to this stuff. But as you say, the physical resetting through breathing is really important too. Yeah. Yeah. So practically, if I can move on just to the final piece, Tim, and just talk about you know practicalities, what, what we encourage people to do on our programs in, in, in the book is to actually run an experiment and see if this can work for you Mm. and to do attention training. Um, So when I say attention training, what I'm talking about is you stop what you're doing, you take literally 10 minutes and you very consciously slow your breathing down so you're breathing much more deeply than you would normally and you literally just try and keep your attention on some aspect of of your breathing. And of course, in the early days, in fact, I would say (laughs) normally, it's quite difficult for 10 minutes to keep your attention because on on, on your breathing, your mind will wander Mm. on things that are concerning you, that are troubling you, things you haven't done. So I find it quite helpful just to have a pad, a notepad by the side of me. And when those things, oh, flipping heck, I said I was going to, buy some cat food for the cats and flipping out the shops shutting in a moment you know I just make a note of it so I can let go of it and then just return and of course over time what what we find is and this is certainly what we found with KPMG partners is that um, the muscle that that ability to be able to control your attention it does start to grow yeah. And you feel a lot better from it. I mean, I'll tell you what's just, just one final closing anecdote, Tim, from me is I was running a 14 module leadership program for one of the world's top 10 global pharmaceuticals. I say me, it was me and a team of 13 coaches. So this was being rolled out globally. Mm-hmm. Um, each workshop was two and a half hours long. We started every one with a breathing exercise. Mm-hmm. At the end of this program, we did, a, we did a big evaluation about which bits people found most valuable. And um, I mean, we covered a lot of really top draw content. The piece that got rated the highest <laughs> was the 10 minute breathing <laughs> <laughs> yeah. at the beginning of the program because it's such an instant hit, isn't it? It's just yeah. an instant fix, isn't it? Yeah, they, they, they app, yeah. It was instant. It gave them a, an immediate physiological benefit. Yeah. No, I mean, thank you. I, I love that because when I look back at sort of certain really stressful episodes in the last few years, in my personal story, I was forcing myself to breathe deeply through the kind of the really tough stuff. And mm-hmm. it is just so helpful just to slow that system down. Mm-hmm. Uh, so a really good reminder. So, I mean, <laughs> where else can... what? That's, you've mentioned the Raheem, the Raheem Sterling story and some of the research. Where else can people go for, for resources on this? Well, they can check out those sources we mentioned. And, and, and certainly uh, there'll be a blog 
on our website, which will have those sources referenced. So they can pursue those if they want to. Um, we are planning next year to, to do something called Meditation Monday, oh, uh, yeah. where, where yeah, people yeah. will be able to do this with others if they're available. And, and what I found is it's just so much easier to do this with other people. It's, it's somehow doing it with others, even on something like Zoom, it kind of just holds you in a way that doing it on your own, it just seems like you've got more <laughs> chance to wonder. Hmm. Um, finally, of course, people can check out the book um, that will cover this in more depth and, um, and give people more tools and tactics and references. Mm, that's wonderful. Okay, Matt, we're about to close. Any sort of final reflections on, on this topic? Because it's a big one. I mean, I remember, you know, when I looked at the challenges I had at the, at the bottom of it, I remember sort of a professional saying to me, the problem you have is it's called rumination. And I was like, what is that? What? I didn't even know what the word was. <laughs> I was like, I thought it was what cows did. Yeah, well, it is. And, and then when I found out the, it was basically inability to stop your racing mind, it scared the hell out of me. So mm. now this is big, close to my heart. I suffer from it often. I need to be reminded often. So any final reflections on this from your side? Well, my final reflection would build on what you've just said, which is I was running a session for a group of chief execs recently, and we did a mindfulness moment. And somebody said, every time I do this, I know this is, I benefit from it. It's an instant benefit, but I really struggle to do it on my own. <laughs> Um, so my, my final thought is try and find triggers, moments in your day and sort of rhythm of working where this is just a natural thing to do because I struggle to do it as well. I mean, I, I need reminders. I struggle to do it. I get out of the habit so quickly. Mm. So try and find a way that works for you and your way of working and the rhythms of your day. Mm. Wonderful. Thank you for the final reflection on that. Folks, that's podcast number four. Look forward to seeing you for the next one, podcast number five, uh, shortly. Bye, everyone. Bye, see you.